welcome to rude hello and welcome to the life laundry podcast oh i'm Gemma. <laughs> i'm chippy it's gonna light my well, i forgot who you were then that's a light my calming candle also i've got my hair like this because um for those of you that are listening not watching I'm trying to light my candle at the same time um i've got a kind of like it pinned little bit half back yeah. very nice because apparently that's coming back in it's all over my tiktok have you seen the woman that says i believe in the olden days and then oh. she does little clips yes and there's a, just this woman responding going the the olden days <laughs> the olden days so this is how i always used to wear my hair back is in it the so this is for me is like very comforting hairdo half is up, it half down off the face, Gemma Off means. Off the face. Um, Should I tell you why I used to wear my hair? Yeah. Exactly like this. <laughs> but it would be different colours. And right. it would have things in it that people had decided to put there. Let me elaborate. So I had some friends, like friends who would do dreads. So I quite often had dreads at the back underneath. Some people would plait beads in there. Right, so basically you're essentially a walking friendship bracelet. Exactly. I was thought you were going to go for bird's nest. No. Which would also be a- accurate. But yeah, big walking friendship bracelet. I remember once when I was at cookery school and I had bleach blonde hair, so it had some oomph to it. And we were all sitting around and I may have smoked a spliff. And everyone was bored. So they all backcombed my hair to see just how big we could get it. And it was vertical. And it turned out that it was at cookery school photo day. So my parents didn't buy that photo. I looked like I put fingers in sockets. So that was good. So, yes, I'm always sporting my 90s hair, except I haven't dyed it recently. Um, were your kids on, teachers on strike yesterday? My kids are always on strike, but my yeah, teachers I, I were realized. Yeah, My teachers were not. Um, they kept the school open. They thought they were going to close the school. So I'd actually assumed I was having two of the three home. But no, they belong to a different union. Oh, so I've got a tale. It's funny. I bet you do. So it all starts in the veterinary surgeon's car park because Edward, um, Edward and his bum has an impacted anal gland. He's on his third course of antibiotics now. They just well, they can't. It's so if it's not healed by Friday next week. He's going to have to be sedated and it to be properly removed. But I don't know why they don't... Why are we not doing that already? Because they don't want to operate on him unnecessarily. Because it is gradually decreasing, but it's not decreasing fast enough, essentially. I believe last episode it was the size of a grape. Well, yeah, now it's like half the size of a grape. What? A chickpea. So it's it's going down. It is decreasing, right? Yeah, and it, and um, anyway, so Tom and Johnny 
the school was closed for every year apart from year 11 and year 13. So they obviously had a really skeleton staff. So only year 11, GCSEs and year 13 A-levels were going. So they were at home um, doing online learning and Ben's school was fine. It stayed open, which was great. Like I just said, my kids had been home. There's no, if teachers are striking, I'm not doing online learning. I'm not oh, no, but I didn't have to because they're, they're self-sufficient. All I'm saying is mm. the learning was not going to happen here if teachers are on strike, I'm on strike. Um, okay. Yeah, so then I was, so I was sat in the car park waiting, killing some time for Eddie's appointment and an email came through from Tom and Johnny's school, obviously a secondary school. Um is attendance right yeah okay don't like where this is going their parent care and i'll summarize it i just want to um reiterate why good good attendance is really important for all students the department of education recently published some stats um and simply put in, to summarise, just one day off every every 14 days could significantly impact your child's access to proper education. And I'm like, dude. We'd be there. It's like, and I was like. Choose your day. I was like, what? I, said, I, I know the school doesn't have like a communications team. I know that. Okay, I get it. But come on, don't send it out on the same. <laughs> Today's not the day for that. No, today's not the day, and I am not the one. No, but I, yeah. I, I almost, it, it, I mean, it had no impact on me. And like, I've been, I'm seeing things online where people are like, next time someone tries to find me for taking my kid out for a holiday, blah, blah. blah. And people always, always say, it's the local authority that find you, not the school. I get that. But this is completely different. Don't send out an email. My friend ended up going to court over a miscommunication about keeping her daughter off when she was ill and she ended up going to court over it because she was that because she was going on holiday her daughter was ill she her mum was going to look after her daughter and then bring her daughter out it was half term I think so they went out a bit early and then her mum was going to come come at the end of term but then it turned out her child had bronchitis and had antibiotics. So because it was their family home in, in skiing they'd gone to, mum was like, she'd be off school anyway. She's on antibiotics. So we're just going to come out now and she can be in her own bed there. School found out. School got very cross. Um, and uh, she, but they sent, they'd moved six months before and school had not updated the new address on the system. So school said, so school phoned her and said, we hear she's actually on holiday. And she said, she's not, she's got bronchitis. We've got antibiotics. She's at a family home in on holiday where she was supposed to be, but she wouldn't be in school anyway. And actually she's in bed. She's really not very well. Okay, well, we'll have to find you. And she was like, oh, fine. If, if you want to, it's 50 quid, I think. She was like, okay, whatever. But they send the letter to her old address she doesn't get it and then she send they send another letter she doesn't get it then they send a court summons she doesn't get it 
one of the teachers ends up going to the first court hearing to represent the family. It's just, it went on and on. And eventually she went to court and she was like, I don't receive any of the letters. As soon as my daughter is late or ill, the school are on the phone immediately. And yet there's no phone call to say, uh, you didn't pay the fine or did you receive the letters about court or any of that she was like I haven't heard from them I'm there dropping her off every day nothing from the school and in the, in the end apparently the, the magistrate was like this is a complete waste of time you shouldn't be here like you should have paid paid the fine if if that's what they wanted but why have they brought it to court and not told it to you and she she was just like it got completely out of hand and ridiculous and she's the nicest and the school said to the court, she's keeping her other kids out. And they'd made up, her kids were below school age. And they'd made up an imaginary school. And we're like, we've been in contact with blah de blah school about her keeping her other kid off. And she was like, that school doesn't exist. And my other kid is not school age. And it, like, my, like, my sister's a teacher and I've heard- Did she strike? Um, oh no, because she's not currently, she's currently um, at university doing something very posh. What's like further, 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 further education? I think she's doing a PhD. She's very clever. She's very, very clever. Um, so she's currently doing that. She's taking a career break at the moment. And like my sister's a teacher and she... What's she doing a PhD in? Um, such a bad sister. Something I want to say art and design mm. okay so not teaching and i think she's also so along the same time once she wants to be a lecturer so the overachieving gene spread both ways <laughs> yes. when we were growing up she um had she bought herself she worked and she bought herself an old like dilapidated caravan that she put into like a small caravan, like a one person, old fashioned, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, that she put into the driveway that she basically created her own little studies den slash library. And it was just her like bolt, bolt hole. It was just full of books and it was amazing. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting off topic. So when she first became a teacher, she started off in secondary and she was, she, she taught in, um, in London and she taught English and drama. And um, she frequently used to get like verbally abused, but also at times physically roughed up a little bit because my sister, so I'm 5'11", my sister's 5'7", and she's like, like, like very petite, like very slight. And like she'd get like year eleven boys picking her up by the scruff of her neck and like lifting her off the ground because they didn't want to do the drama like the the drama thing that that she had you know was silly and they didn't want to do it and this that and the other and she it was she used to work in horrendous circumstances so like I I, I totally get it I totally get it I get it I'm not criticizing the reason for the strike. I'm just questioning the timing of the email. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Dude. No, I'm very happy for them to strike. Read the room. 
but yeah just like just push that maybe, back or maybe it's double shade because I know that some of the teachers went in some weren't in the right union or whatever some chose not yeah. to strike so obviously the lady who sent it was not striking because she sent it on a strike day so maybe it was a bit of a side eye to all the people that maybe that's yeah. what it was maybe, maybe it's completely maybe it's political I very much like your nail color yes I'm wishing mine was a bit darker you know why I, you know why I got this color because if you heard Miley Cyrus's new song oh is it the flowers one yeah yeah I have because I have got ears and everyone's playing it and she and she goes paint my nails cherry red so I'll paint my nails cherry red you're very influenceable no because have you do you know the back the the how can you not but you, and you know it samples I will survive mm -hmm. it's great I love it and when I heard that song I was like I recognize something's happening and I and I immediately recognized the Bruno Mars reference but I didn't understand why she was referencing Bruno Mars and then I and then again fell down a TikTok rabbit hole and I might ha I might have accidentally started to comment on um T Taylor Nation which is like Taylor Swift's like big juggernaut fan thing um every time they post I'm like you get all dates all I say you get all dates and I'm thinking because I've got a blue tick they might listen have you got a blue tick on Instagram on TikTok no I'll, I comment on Instagram yeah. and then lots of people like it like well, this is becoming like a pop podcast sorry very reluctant no, I know. I I will. I will wheedle it in at every opportunity that I get. What bit of Taylor Swift? Bit, bit of, pop. of pop. Yeah, bit of pop. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not that I'm anti the sentiment or the cleverness of it. What, Miley? Yeah, I just you know. Yeah, but you I'm, like Dolly Parton very much. Listening to Aerosmith this week, it's just not. It's but not like, music for my ears. No, but you like Dolly. I love Dolly. Doesn't mean I have to like her granddaughter, Godchild. God, daughter. I love Dolly. I think Give me, I love I, a bloody love country more than I should do. Well, then why don't you like Taylor Swift? Pop. Well, she started off as, anyway, anyway, it's not a Taylor Swift fan podcast. Although it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like, we've got a Taylor Swift podcast, fan podcast, but it was just you and me, with me having to receive 45 minutes worth of info about Taylor Swift. Like, Joe, I've got to wash my ears out now. I need yeah. to go sit down. In we, went to, we went to Ibiza, I'm sure I've said this before, we went on holiday to Ibiza and I told Joe I didn't want to go and he secretly bought me a ticket and then... We went to Ibiza and we. Hello, Vici, I was cool. And there was even. And no, 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 I'm 10 years older, but I hope I've got something to do. No. I don't know what. Are you having a stroke? No, that's that song. I went to Ibiza to tell Avicii I was cool. Oh, no, 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 I can't remember the rest. Something, I was sober. It was something to do. And then in LA. It's by Mark Posner, the cooler than me guy. I have no idea what you're talking about now. It's like okay, some of the laundrettes do, and they'll be like, have that as an earworm in their head now. Well, I went to Ibiza, and obviously we went and stayed up all night 
and we would come home from a club which is not very much not my music and I saw like I do like I like some Miss Kitten so we saw Miss Kitten I quite like Miss Kitten anyway um we'd come home at like 10 in the morning and I would have to go upstairs and and I would listen to Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix for about three hours is it like that thing where you eat too much sweet stuff to have to have something salty yeah and Joe would be like, come on, babe, why don't you put your music on down here? And I was like, I can't even speak to people. I cannot speak to people. I don't want to. And actually, that was one of the worst times where my filter was completely removed between my brain and my mouth. So from about 10 a.m. to about 2 p.m., anything I thought of someone would come straight out. It's the one of the biggest arguments we've had with Joe because I really hurt his feelings. But I was like, I literally, I don't know I'm saying it. I've it's too much. There's been too much shit music and trying to be polite to people. And I cannot physically do it anymore. Um I I got on I got a new car this week. How's your car? You don't I've still <laughs> still not got my car back. So you still got your higher car? Still got my higher car. <laughs> my car is due to come back next week sometime. I'm only laughing because I was watching. They found a dead mouse in there. Oh. So since it, I mean, I think it, the crash happened on like the 2nd of December, maybe in November, and it's sat in the garage since then. And they, it's obviously like there were no mice in there when I had that car. But the guys who just picked it up to do the repair were like, we found a dead mouse in there. And it's just the whole thing is so fucking annoying. Because uh, it's I, like... I, I only laughed because I was watching an episode of um, Police Interceptors last night. And I'm like, one day I'm going to see you. You're going to see me on there. You will. Big hair, <laughs> massive leopard print coat. Fuck <laughs> off. Right, there was this one guy. Yeah, I, he actually had me creased in stitches. So there was this... Police officer, he was so calm, so chill. He said, I'm just going to pull this guy over because um, I, I don't think he's got his seatbelt on. And I, I remember I stopped him last week. He didn't have his seatbelt on last week either, right? They stopped him. And this guy was the definition of hopping mad. He literally was like, oh, for fuck, this is harassment. He got out of his car. He was hopping in anger from one foot to the other. And the policeman was just like, all right, calm down. You've literally gone... You've you you've gone a right. th- to a thousand percent angry. I'm just stopping you just to remind you that you still aren't wearing your seatbelt. And if I, you know, I'm not going to give you. I think he'd given him points or something. Or at this point, I was just crying and laughing because this guy just was just popping like this. And I and he was like, the guy was like, if you give me any more points, I'm going to lose my license, fam. Like that. And he was like, okay, we'll just wear seatbelt. It really isn't hard like that. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you for young here. Oh, you're going to see me. Well, I'm literally the the chippy in my brain that I have to sit on. I just chucked the keys in the cursey car and wandered off into the night last time. I I was like, if he gives me points. Well, then I sort of then went. Then my ca- and so that's what you'd see. You'd just see my leopard print coat disappearing into the blackness. Um, then I went down a little bit of a Google search. Did you know? Probably right, not. It only became 
legally required for adults to wear seatbelts in 1991. Uh, drivers were always, but like adults in the rear of a car. I do. I, I actually think I vaguely remember. Because you remember it was clunk click for every trip, wasn't it? That was the... Yeah, I think I do vaguely remember it happening because oh. my dad was a magistrate and a massive spod. So that sort of thing, he would totally be like, quick, quick. Oh, my goodness, it's now a legal requirement. So in 1989, children in the back of cars were required to wear seatbelts. And I think that's where the clunk click for every trip came from, in my memory. But shockingly, it wasn't until 1991 that all passengers in the car were required to wear a seatbelt. So adults, so that would have included adults. That's crazy. Because I remember my mum telling me, like, when my sister was born like, in the 60s, she would just put the baby carrier thing, like the yeah. bassinet, in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? That is kind of crazy to think about, isn't it? And also, like getting in a car now, I feel like almost like naked. It feels weird not to have a seatbelt on. It feels really odd. Doesn't have automatic to put your get in, put your seatbelt on. Can't click for every trip. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't was, really. In the eighties, like late eighties, early nineties, we were subjected, weren't we, as a generation, to all of those videos of like crash test dummies. Yeah. So it was really ingrained in our brains seatbelt 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 yeah and it actually when I, I had a bad car crash and my seatbelt actually broke my collarbone so my seatbelt obviously saved my life but I'm only getting onto this because so we've got a new car it's a hybrid so it's yeah. half Santa Fe my friend's yeah. got one um so <laughs> it's lovely I am not complaining however it is far too complicated for Gemma Right. Well, I get in the car. That's what I mean, I went from my Audi manual, yeah. twenty years old, doesn't have no. any screens. It has a CD player. To oh. the Mercedes Kirsty car, and literally there are lights that come on the thing, on the screen, and I don't know. I like who? What? How am I supposed to know what that means? So I get in it. And it goes, it, everything, all shit lights up, right? Yeah. Does it have a key thing that you put the key into? No. No. Why would it, Jim? Why would it? Scott and Watson. No. So we're getting, and you sit in, you sit on the seat, the fucking seat almost like touch you in. So it, and then when you stop, the seat moves back so you can get out of the car. But anyway. What? You don't want it to. It makes me feel sick. Oh. It really disorientates me <laughs> like that. Oh. Like, but then I'm sat on the car. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drive to spin, and, and it's wider than the Discovery, right? So, and I couldn't part that. So, God help me. God help me. Anyway, so I'm sat on the drive, going right, start. Like, all these buttons. I just, just, I just want to drive forward, right? So it's an yeah. awesome thing. Press the D to drive. Nothing happens. It just still sounds like the car's off because it didn't occur to me that it's electric and therefore there's no, uh, right? So I'm sat on the drive for like three minutes going, how do you fucking turn it on? I said, like, I can't phone Mike. That's just fucking, in, you know, humiliating. I mustn't do it. And then this thing came up on the tell you, went, I'm ready to drive. 
Because it was like, this is for all those wallies that forget that this is an electric vehicle. So I just sort of accelerated and off we went. And it was just like silent. And the whole way to the gym, which is like a five minute drive, I'm like, oh, oh. How many screens have you got? So I've got the main screen. So one yeah. screen. But then I've also got a screen in the da- in, in the windscreen. Yeah, like in the middle. Above. So in the glass. Oh, no. Well, this is what, what I mean. Like, you're not allowed to have anything. This is what finds I find so fucking annoying. Like, if you put a picture of your kids... What? Bear with me. If you put a picture of your kids on the glass of your windscreen, the police would stop you and be like, I can't have anything covering your windscreen. It's distracting you from driving. Right? Oh, why don't we put a fucking screen there? So you that can... Is- Watch something whilst no, you drive. No, it's not like that. It's not that. So you've got no, your screen. No, it's not like that. But like, if you're me, if there's a screen on, I'm watching it. I no, stare at my speedometer. Well, so you've got your, so visualise it. You've got your steering wheel and then you've got your glass of your windscreen. And in, and I don't know whether it, I don't know what it is, a projector or what, I don't fucking know, right? But you've got in the glass. Yeah. Your car, whereabouts you are in the lane, oh. which I assume is like lane assist. And then you've got like the speed limit, bottom left. So yeah. I'd say it's about the size of the palm of your hand. So it doesn't really obstruct your vision. Your speed limit, what you're going at, and then it will like flash red on like the corner, top corner, like top left corner, or like the back rear of your car, if something or someone or an object oh, is too in, close in to my, you. In my case, when the police are driving up your ass. <laughs> and I'm like, when I first saw it, I was like, what's that? I don't like it. I was like, can, I was reading through the manual. Can I turn this off? What's this? Like, it, it is the most complicated car I have driven. And I'm sure, like, once I get my head around it, it will be absolutely lovely. But at the moment, I feel I actually feel like I am driving the Millennium Falcon. You can get, like, quite, I'm quite, like, it tells you when it's using the battery or when it's using the petrol. So that's quite You plug it in at home. No, because you don't plug it in because it charges. As you use the battery. As you use the yes. petrol. Yes, so you don't have to plug it in. That's it's quite, quite clever. clever. It's quite clever, really. It's very clever. Um, so you don't need to fork out for like <clears throat> one of them things. So what's been your positive the week, Chippy? Oh, fuck, I've got an ADHD assessment for my child in a minute. Um, my positive for the week, Gemma... <laughs> Fuck. What's the positive for the week? It's the end of January. January's gone. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So I've actually been able to buy some food for my children this week. Um, my positive for the week, apart from it not being January anymore, is that my husband and I had a very uh for 10 years, we've, I've been trying to have a conversation with him about secondary schools. Um, and this has not gone well, Gemma. Oh. He has a default setting that they'll go to the local state secondary school, which isn't very good. And there will not be any discussion on it. Not that it's his decision, 
which makes all the decision fall on me because I'm the one who will apply for the schools. So it's that real, when everyone talks about like the mental load of mothers, a lot of my friends' husbands have, or partners have input in schools or like an opinion or whatever. Mine. That's me. Yeah. And, and I find that really difficult. So the local secondary state school used to be really good. And since lockdown, it's gone really bad. And so for me, it's no longer an option, but it's the only one we're in the catchment area for. So for the last year, and before, and I worried about it when we were in London, but I just fret about it all the time because my eldest is really bright and in year five, and I feel the weight of responsibility of being like, it it's a big decision. It's a big decision. Um. Anyway, something happened. He plays football at this local. My husband plays dad's five side, this local school, and some of the kids from the school were basically like standing on the sidelines, shouting abuse at them. And he was like, "Yep, you're right. They're not going there." And so we had a conversation about it, and I literally was like. I feel like I'm married to a different person. And he was like, what? Oh, this is the, uh, this is the happiest I've been. This is amazing. This is like, it just, it was so nice to have an adult conversation about something. You know, those things that as a mum, you're constantly fretting about. And there's not really a lot that you can do until something needs to be done, but you're going to fret about it up until that moment anyway. So that was that's my positive. A marriage positive of the week. Uh, we we he was in London, so he I was like, who who is this? Who what is happening? And he was like, I, I don't know why I've suddenly started listening to you. And I was like, never come home. If this is what it takes for you to listen to me, then let's just be one of those people where you live in London and I live here. I've never felt so listened to in the 20 years that we've been together. What is your positive of the week, Gemma Bray? So it's it's more of a... Uh, Taylor Swift related. What? Is it Taylor Swift related? No, look at me putting my hit in. What? <laughs> Speak up. I can't, this thing's broken. I've got to keep it pit. I've got five minutes, 41 seconds, and I'm too tight to pay for the um, Zoom thing. Um, remember me telling you about Mascara Gate last, last week? Yes, yes. So she's posted, posted a response video, which for me just amazing, just sums up the internet, right? It's just hilarious. So the response video goes, I guess we all know why we're gathered here today, right? And she just goes, because I'm going to do a Valentine's Day tutorial. <laughs> and that's it. And everyone in the comments is like, um, hello. No, no, we were trolling you. No, 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 no. We were trying to cancel you. No, why aren't you cancelled? And then all the people, the funny thing is, all of the people that were like calling for her to be cancelled and are like, yes, queen. Look at that energy. Oh, God, we respect you so much. And I'm like, the internet is so fickle. Like, she's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to carry on. That is one of the reasons. Just realized I got a grown up phone call after this. I got to have grown up. Okay. Let's stick on. Why I think Catherine Middleton is really good. 
Yes, that she never responds to anything. She never ap- apologizes for everything. Anything she never. I just thought it was just like such a be- the a beautiful example of just how fickle the internet can be, and ev- all the people that were like calling her a nightmare and problematic for one reason, like last literally last week, are now like. Yes, Queen. We love Bad this energy. energy. Here for this energy. Yeah, that's literally what they're saying. And then a few people are like, side Hang eye. On. Side, side eye. That you? No, I'm just watching it thinking, oh my God. Don't take it too seriously. And I have come to the conclusion that the internet, TikTok, social media in particular, is basically like one big pantomime. There's villains and there's goodies and baddies and everyone just chooses their part that they fall into either by mistake or they choose to and everyone consumes it for entertainment and it's not really that serious i think people if we go and have a look on this video that Gemma's talking about we'll find someone who has a vaguely familiar tone called taylor swift forever <laughs> it'll say things like where i'm from in manchester yeah. totally here for this bad bitch energy as Taylor Swift would say I knew you would trouble when you walked in yeah and karma is a cat but yeah. I could have a Taylor Swift fan account on TikTok that just uses Taylor Swift lyrics yeah. to respond to people I mean there's enough of them she's got like 11 albums how many albums so I think that's what's going to happen I think we'll find Taylor Swift forever forever so, vaguely familiar feel to it Gemma um, Gemma so you can find the nice people chipping.